0: The unexamined life is not worth living, Socrates. But I say neither are unexamined hormones worth having. So the big question is how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock solid metabolism, lasting weight loss and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription Podcast with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am grateful that you choose to spend your valuable time listening to us, educating you about your hormones and your health. I don't think there's any more valuable way you could spend your time, but not everybody agrees with me. Hormones are the foundation of a woman's health. And if you don't get this right, you're probably not going to experience what's possible possible for you with your health. So I'm super excited that you are here and going to get some truth talk today because my guest only speaks the truth. She speaks it frankly. If you are offended by Frank's speech that includes curse words, please do not listen. But Elle Russ is really down to earth. She was one of our favorite presenters in the Stop the Menopause Madness Summits, the first one and the 2.0 version. I love her because she doesn't mince words. And I think in a world full of just duplicity, it's really refreshing to have frank honesty. So Elle is a thyroid expert and she comes to it honestly. She had to become a thyroid expert to fix her thyroid. And some of you can probably relate. You've been struggling with thyroid issues for months, years, or maybe decades, and you still haven't gotten it right. Well, if so, you are in the right place. Or if you suspect, that you have a thyroid issue, but your doctor keeps telling me you, no, your thyroid labs are quote unquote normal. It's not your thyroid, then you're in the right place because Elle's going to set the record straight. Elle shared some beautiful quotes with me that we're going to discuss throughout the episode. One of which I started the episode with the unexamined life is not worth living. And I think that goes for your hormones too. If you haven't examined your hormones, put them under the microscope and really dissected them, that health is probably not worth having. You got to really get the foundation right and the foundation is hormones. So, I'll remind you a little bit about L and then we'll get started. L Russ is the best-selling author of Confident as FU Star K and the Paleo Thyroid Solution. She is a TV film writer, master coach, and the host of the L Russ show. You can learn more about her at lruss.com. Welcome, Elle. Thanks so much for having me. I love all that you're doing for women and all of the great information
1: you're putting out there. So always happy to talk to you.
0: Yes, happy to talk to you too. Your interviews on the Stop the Menopause Madness Summit were some of people's absolute favorite interviews. And I said, "El, we've got to have you on the podcast so that everyone can hear your brilliance and your passion and really get the wisdom about thyroid that you share. So I'm hoping you can share a little bit about your story with everyone. Some people know your story and how you became a thyroid expert, and you're probably new to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. So for those that don't know me, I suffered greatly twice in a decade, I think six, seven years of my life and my thirties were completely ripped from me because I was struggling with hypothyroidism and I live in Los Angeles and no one could figure it out. And that really boggled my mind. And so that led me down a rabbit hole to eventually having to actually treat myself. I used doctors for blood work, went listen to what they had to say, ordered my thyroid hormones on the internet. And you know, I shouldn't have had to do that because I live in a city filled with brilliant doctors, but I talked with over two dozen endocrinologists, MDs, none of them knew what was up. And so What do you mean, L? These guys are doctors, endocrinologists, famous hormone doctors, all this stuff. Like, How could they not know what they're talking about? Well, they're really steeped in 40-year-old outdated protocols and ways of looking at thyroid. And that's what I really discovered is that 99% of the doctors out there are uninformed. It doesn't matter if you're in Australia or England, it's, it's the same everywhere. And so what happens along the way is, A, a doctor just doesn't test correctly, and that happened with me in the beginning. They said, your thyroid's fine, and it wasn't, because they didn't test right. But then there's the next level. Maybe they test correctly, but they're not evaluating it properly. So they're like, oh, your thyroid's fine, and it's not. Then maybe they're testing correctly and evaluating correctly, but then they're not implementing the treatment correctly. So there are a whole bunch of ways that this can go wrong. 60% of people are undiagnosed, which means there's probably a lot more than that. 25 million plus people in the United States have thyroid problems and 200 million worldwide. So this is every day, hundreds of people are getting diagnosed with hypothyroidism. The sad truth is that this is freaking easy to fix, man. It is not brain science. I have a philosophy degree. If I can do it and I can figure it out. All of you listening can understand it too. And so the best-selling thyroid books are written by patients for a reason. And I want to mention the other two, because there's two other authors that helped me also help myself save my life. And that's Janie Bullthorpe, who wrote a book called Stop the Thyroid Madness. And she's got probably one of the best websites for thyroid of the same name. And then Paul Robinson out of England wrote a book called Recovering with T3. And those two authors I always mention because they are amazing and they also suffered greatly and they really know what it's like from the inside someone who's going through this.
0: Yes, thank you for sharing those resources. And, you know, the numbers are staggering. Thyroid disease is just rampant. (laughs) There are a lot of good reasons for that, which hopefully we'll dive into. They heard me do a podcast episode a few weeks ago called the unthyroid thyroid prescription, why you'll never fix your thyroid by trying to fix your thyroid. (laughs) So some of them are probably going, we want to hear what Al's going to say because we heard what Dr. Kieran said and they want to compare the two if you didn't hear that episode, you definitely want to go back and listen to it. All right. So let's dive into it because under diagnosis, I like how you mapped it out for everyone that there are problems that can occur at all the different steps when it comes to getting your thyroid optimized. You could be not misdiagnosed or not diagnosed and told you don't have a thyroid problem when you really do. And I'd say that happens with about 80% of the women who come to me and say, Oh no, my thyroid's fine. My doctor checked it. Nope. I go, nope. <laughs> no. And you know what? I just want to highlight yeah. that. It's, it's the story of my life. My doctor, I check, they check my
1: thyroid. It's fine. I can bet a million bucks every time that it's not because they never tested it right. They never looked at it right. I'm like, your thyroid's not fine. That's why you're calling me because you're still searching for problems because you have the symptoms. So yes, that is so true.
0: Right. I bet on that all the time. And so if you think that's you, oh, my thyroid's fine. My doctor checked it, quote, end quote, and you've got health problems your 80% chance you're wrong about that. So it could be a diagnosis problem, not doing the right labs, reading the right way, we'll get into that. It could be a treatment evaluation problem for why, if you do have low thyroid, they're missing why, or a treatment to get you optimized. So it can happen. And I love how you shared that. You know, I'm kind of honest about this, that, you know, the more famous the institution and the doctor, unfortunately, the more invested they are in the corporate medical system and the more kind of indoctrinated indoctrinated. they are. What? They're more indoctrinated. That's more polite than what I was going to say. Yes, more (laughs) indoctrinated. (laughs)
1: About as polite as I get, yeah.
0: Right, so we think, oh, I'm going to the Mayo Clinic. Like, I've been seen by the best. No, you've been seen by the most indoctrinated in the corporate medical system and the least open-minded is generally. I want to give a great example of this. One of my best
1: friends from high school, his mother always suffered with migraines and stuff when we were growing up and no one knew anything then. You know, (laughs) there's no functional medicine. And uh, so we always just were like, oh, this is terrible for her. Uh, Cut to, we've been friends for 30 years. And last year, his mother has been suffering for all these years, gotten worse and worse and worse to the point of like full disability, absolute disaster, chronic pain, 24 seven, a million things happening. Like there's always something wrong. And it's, it's really bad now and she's probably 70. And so we're talking on the phone once and he said something about, "Oh, I was talking to my mom and I guess she's she's got a thyroid problem." And I said, "Wait, what? Has your mom always been had a thyroid problem? Like what's happening here?" He goes, "Yeah, apparently she's been on Synthroid, one of the medications, you know, since she was like a teenager." And I said, "By the way, this woman has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars going to the Cleveland Clinic, the Mayo Clinic, all over to the places you're talking about. I said, I called his mother and I was like, look, we need to make sure you get tested. You know, no one ever tested her for Hashimoto's, anything. She's been on this dose of Synthroid forever. They test her blood work and it comes back. Both Hashimoto's antibodies were through the roof. She had zero thyroid hormones whatsoever. And by the way, she was also diagnosed along these years with not multiple personality anymore, dissociative, whatever personality disorder. I'm not saying that that caused it, but So now that I look at her profile and Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, didn't say a damn thing about these results. And I'm looking at it right there and I go, oh my God, had she just had her thyroid treated properly at some point down the road, how many of these horrible health things would she have missed? Because hypothyroidism is a disease state. It's going to domino effect into something else. And then you're going to be playing patchwork which is what she's been doing all these years. So no one said, oh my God, she's got zero T3, zero T4, her Hashimoto's antibodies are through the roof. Maybe we should look at that. And she right. spent all this money
0: and all this time and all these institutions. So Kieran is right <laughs> when she says that. Well, and I love this quote you shared from your great grandmother about take your mouth with you. Because my question is, yes, they definitely missed the boat and they shouldn't miss the boat. These are things that they should know that they don't. And it, that happens. But take your mouth with you. When you are not feeling optimal, there's always a reason why and you got to keep advocating for yourself. So I'm glad she found her way to you to hopefully get the help that she needs. Let's dive a little bit more into diagnosis because I know everybody's kind of wanting to know, well, did I have the right test? Were they read the right way? Do I have a problem? Do I not? What's going on? So can you dive into that a little Yeah, people might have to re-listen
1: to this this section right here, but let me just rattle off to you briefly what a normal thyroid hormone panel would look like if you had no problems and you were not on thyroid hormone, you know. So you're just a normal person in this world who doesn't have any issues. Your TSH, which is usually a range of like 0.8 to 5, something like that, is going to be roughly somewhere, you know, between one and a half and two, something like that, somewhere in the middle. The free T3 test will be let's say it's on a scale of 2 to 4.0 it would be at 3.1 it's for most of the population it's an average and then your free t4 on a range uh, and again all the ranges are different but usually we're talking mid-range no matter if it's Canada or whatever but let's say the range in the U.S. is you know 0.7 to 1.8 or something like that for a free T4, then you're looking at a normal person being around 1.31. And those are kind of standards. So I could test uh, my brother, I could test, you know, Joe down the street and all these people who don't have thyroid problems. And that's exactly what I'm going to get pretty much. Now, when you have a problem, so let's say you're suffering, but let's say your free T3 is just a couple of, maybe it's 2.8 and not 3.1 you could be completely discounted because the doctor's going to be like, well, it's close to normal. Let's say it's at 2.1, that's at the bottom of the range. You are definitely severely hypothyroid in that situation, but the doctor would be like, it's normal. Yeah, well, it's in, in range, but it's not optimal. You know, Having a 30 of vitamin D is also in range at the bottom, but it's not optimal. So we know that difference. So then That's how it looks like for normal people. And then there are ways that we have to evaluate it based on whatever thyroid hormone combination you're on. Because someone who is on a T4 only medication is going to have different labs. Someone who's on T4, T3 combination, different labs. And same for, and even more different for people on T3 only like myself. So You have to know all of these nuances to understand how to evaluate the blood work. So if a doctor is looking at someone who's on thyroid hormone replacement and they are trying to equate it with normal healthy thyroid people's labs, you're not gonna really get anywhere. And so people are discounted all of the time and often only one of one test is taken called the TSH. And I'm just going to go ahead and rattle off the six main tests. I do have a free thyroid guide in my website that has all these listed. You don't need to buy my book. But if you're like, I wonder if I have a thyroid issue of any kind, you want to get six initial main tests and then that can lead you down the rabbit hole of discovering what happened. And those tests are TSH, free T4, free T3 reverse T3. And then you always want to get the Hashimoto's antibodies tested, and there are two. And most doctors only test one, not the other. You can be positive for one, not the other, or both. It's important to know. And so those tests are called the TPO antibody, thyroid peroxidase, and then TG antibody, thyroglobulin. So those are the six main tests. You always get tested in the morning before 9.30, fasting. Do not take thyroid hormone if you're on it. If you're on thyroid hormone, you just wait till the needle's out of your arm and you take it a little late that morning. Don't get tested at three in the afternoon after a full day of eating and working out. Go fasted in the morning. You can have water and black coffee and stuff, but just you know, no supplements and food and things like that. So that is the best way to go get tested. And then you have to have those tests evaluated, of course, and have a plan of attack. And sometimes that plan of attack is a natural attack. listen. It's not always the case that someone needs thyroid hormone, you know, and you know this more than anyone. Sometimes I've had people come to me where it's the dumbest fix on planet earth. All they needed to do is go get a bottle of iron, up their iron, everything's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so sometimes it is just a simple fix. Sometimes someone needs to remove a food, right? Sometimes you, people need to uh, get nutrient optimized and, and sometimes that's all it is in changing lifestyle. And then for the people that can achieve it that way, you do have to go on thyroid hormone and it's a lifesaver. I'd be dead right now, probably without it.
0: Yeah. So good overview of the the diagnostics. So how it's different. You want to get the right tests and you want to read them for optimal levels, not necessarily normal or in range. And then, you know, what's different. Can you explain to everyone what's different about a mainstream corporate medical approach to thyroid? Once they Make the diagnosis, like who's going to get the diagnosis and who's not? And then once they make it, what are they going to do to? Are they going to investigate why your thyroid's low? Al, can you help everyone understand? Never, never. When you go to a
1: conventional regular doctor who's on your insurance, you are likely never going to get anyone to ask the question as to why. So let me just give a couple of reasons why. You could have lived in a place with some black mold and gotten Hashimoto's from that you know okay well what do you do you need to go on thyroid hormone maybe maybe a little bit maybe not maybe you just need to detox from the mold shit and get away from the situation so that's like one thing i had a friend who had a impacted uh, dis- uh, infected tooth gave him hyperthyroidism the op- the opposite and again a temporary reaction kind of thing. once that got fixed, everything settled down. You could have heavy metals. They affect mitochondrial function. They affect how uh, T4 is converted to T3. I had heavy metals. Was that the main reason? I don't know. But again, you can go down the rabbit hole of working with a functional medicine and let's like try to optimize adrenals, clean out, detox, yes you wanna do that. The problem with that is when someone's been hypothyroid for many, many years and it's been unsolved. Now at that point, they're in a diseased body that's not methylating properly, that's not detoxing properly. So then they're gonna try all the, and they keep trying, and at that point you gotta go, you gotta get your ass on thyroid hormone at this point. And it may not be forever. Maybe it's get on thyroid hormone, get optimized. Oh, now we're working, now the metabolism's working, now the temperature's up, da, da, da the enzymes, all the stuff's working. And then from that platform, you clean it all up, now you're good, you've been good for a while, and then you can go, you know what? maybe I can try to get off this thyroid hormone and it can take three months to like uh, for a thyroid to recalibrate, but it can happen. So it's not always a life sentence to go on it, but sometimes you have to. And those are the the worst cases where they really have to go to direct thyroid because they've been trying this and they were trying all the natural approaches for so long. They'll almost never be able to get a step ahead because they're always three steps behind, if that makes sense. I know it does.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I just want to highlight and emphasize what you've said about mainstream doctors are not going to ask why. That's not what they're in the business of, they want to know what. What is the diagnosis? What drug do i need to give what surgery do i need to do that's corporate medical business and they're going to give you one and get.
1: they're going to give you one option of thyroid hormone sorry to interrupt but that's that's yeah. the other part of this that i didn't mention so when you have a thyroid problem where they think you do they're going to go they're mm-hmm. going to put you on synthroid or levothyroxine which is T4 only whether we want to get into the weeds of what that means or not but when that happens that is also a doctor who's probably not tested correctly because the doctors that test properly usually wouldn't use that as a first order of business Not that it can't be positive for people, but it does often fail people down the road. So, And also, listen, people get misdiagnosed with it that don't have it. So this happened to Mark Sisson and some other people that I know that are like athletes, they're very healthy. They've never had a symptom in their life. They wake up fasted, they go work out, and then they go get their blood drawn for their annual physical. And the doctor sees that the TSH is a little elevated because that's the only test they took because they're uninformed. And then they go, oh my God, I'm worried about your thyroid without even going, do you have any symptoms without testing the free T3, the free T4, the reverse T3, Mm -hmm. without testing anything else, the stuff that actually really matters. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, you have a thyroid problem. This has happened to me. Like I've gotten questions when I've been speaking to audience and someone's like, this happened to me. And I'm like, this happens a lot. So in that case, that was Person worked out, they're fasting. The TSH is the signal sent from the pituitary pituitary to tell the thyroid to wake up. So yeah, it was 3.5 at that moment because it's a snapshot in time of the signal and the order being placed from the brain. That's all that is. So if you're only testing the TSH, you are not testing, do you actually have thyroid hormones to operate on? Do you have enough? You're just testing a, a wake-up call that does nothing. We don't order from Amazon and not get the package and keep ordering it. Okay, so we have to look at tracking. Did it get here? Go outside the house. Look at the gate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ask your neighbor. Well, whatever you have to do, but you don't keep ordering the fucking package. So right. that's what that shoddy endocrinologist-based one-test diagnostic crap is, and that does happen to people. So then they get misdiagnosed. So again, if anyone ever tells you you got a thyroid problem or you don't, my question is, how do you know? And the answer would be like, well, they're an MD. Ah, ah, ah. Because you even know as an MD that there were times when you were in the past, maybe uninformed. My current doctor is like, oh my God, I might've contributed to some people's demises because I didn't know better because we were trained this way 20 years ago. So I mean, I I know that a lot of
0: functional doctors now feel this way. They're like, oh, but we didn't know better. So the doctors are still trained the same when they're getting their MD. They're still trained the same. That hasn't changed. Yeah. They're getting trained the same. Right, right but until we get woke and we go get some new training and we learn how to speak hormone. I know there's some women listening right now who are like, what's wrong with taking Synthroid, Al? She said, what's wrong? I wanna hear more about that. So can you mention about that briefly? Sure, so I'll just go back in time. So in the late 1800s,
1: there was a genius English physician who figured out there were people that had goiters on their neck, which is an enlarged thyroid gland. I was like having a basketball on your neck's pretty obvious. And I assume this guy was like, what's happening? He decided to extract like sheep thyroid gland and he injected it into the humans and it started to work. So thus became the... Inception of natural desiccated thyroid hormone, which comes from pigs, okay, uh, very much like our own. And that was working great for years, decades as a thyroid hormone replacement. And mm-hmm. that particular thyroid hormone replacement has T4, which is what's in synth- synthroid, and some T3, which is the biologically active thyroid hormone. Okay, and I get into the weeds on T4 being a storage hormone and blah, blah, blah. But cut to, Then 1950s rolled around, and pharmaceutical companies could not patent natural desiccated thyroid coming from pigs, so they came up with Synthroid, T3, T4 only, or Levothyroxine as the generic, and they started to propaganda blast NDT, talk crap about it, and constantly push this as the only one source, one stop shop for helping thyroid. Okay, so then what happened? People who were brought off NDT and onto T4 Synthroid got worse. And then years went by. And about 15, 20 years ago, revolution of thyroid patients, Janie Bothar being a part of that, got around. was like, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 this 100-year-old medication is actually better and more optimal and more endocrine mimicry than what you guys patented and came up with in the 50s, F you. We're all going back to this. And then people would get back on NDT after being on Synthroid and like walking out of their wheelchairs and like having normal lives because finally they were back on the thing that was actually very helpful. So that is what happened in the pharmaceutical industry that made Synthroid the go-to, one answer, this is all you need. And what happens with Synthroid is that even though it can work for people, it often a lot of times it fails people down the road. And one of the reasons it fails, in my opinion, well, first of all, no one, if you're on Synthroid, that's fine. Take take brand name Synthroid. Don't take generic lipothyroxine because that seems to be more wonky according to doctors and their evaluations with patients. So if you're going to be on T4 only, then please go for the brand name if you can. It's not as important with other other drugs, but that one is. In fact, I think my doctor is the only prescription he won't prescribe generic of all the things he's prescribed for 30 years. So it's that it can work, but it often fails because it is truly not endocrine mimicry. Our thyroid doesn't just pump out T4. It pumps out a lot of T4 and a little bit of T3. It's more natural and um, again, even if you're not taking the pig version, because let's say for a religious reason or for another reason you don't want to have anything from an animal, then you still should do a combination of Synthroid and Cytomel which is a T4, T3 combo. Now, again, there's there's other treatment forms as well, but in talking about the most optimal, it would be a T4, T3 combo. So if you're on Synthroid, I would ask you this, go check your labs. If you're on Synthroid, did your doctor ever test for T3, reverse T3, ever? I bet you they didn't. Look back mm-hmm. at 10 years of your records, call me and tell me I'm right, <laughs> and I don't want to be right. And i'm gonna be well you're gonna be but that's what happens and so right. you're ignorant and you're going okay and so here's the truth most people who are taking t4 or any thyroid hormones have no idea what what it is what it's doing where it's going they just you know listen right okay just yeah. take it you have to and arm yourself with this knowledge right and you know this you have to do mm-hmm. this you can help your doctor help you you got to get educated don't because you're gonna fail somewhere along the way if you don't
0: Right, and and T3 is the active thyroid hormone. So if you don't know what your T3 is, you could be taking T4 for days, but if you're not converting it to T3, you're gonna be in a sorry spot. But as you were talking, yes. you know, I had forgotten. And now you're talking about the whole Synthroid, how the pharmaceutical industry basically did this wholesale discrediting of natural desiccated thyroid. It's really the same thing as bioidentical hormone therapy yes. for women <laughs> and so all these natural yes. treatments and how what they do with the supplements like they're doing is it with NAC now where they're trying to discredit that and take that off the market and N-acetylcysteine i think it is or some some other supplement mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. So anyway, if you're not aware of what's happening that you know the politics are really governing our what's available for us in terms of our health. Well, same with studies. So in the back of my book, The Paleo thyroid Solution with Dr. Gary Forsman,
1: he talks about this. He's like, listen, if the company that makes Synthroid is conducting studies at universities about effect on thyroid or whatever, how great their crap is, and you come and I come in with a study on T3 only or natural desiccated thyroid, that company would be like, we're taking all of our money away if you end up doing that thing. So what are they gonna do? Give up billions of dollars from the pharmaceutical company. So then you're only gonna get tests and results and things based off T4 and Synthroid, right? Because currently there are not, there's some studies, but there are not a lot of studies that would say that what I do and how I treat myself is even appropriate. In fact, you should have seen my annual blood work. I'm sure my dumb doctor down the street associated with my insurance, who I go to for this kind of, you know, follow-up junk, mm-hmm. she was, they flagged all my thyroid tests they flagged them because to them, but see, I'm, I'm, you know, so, so they're like, oh my God. And I'm going, you know, it's like, like I, because they're not factoring in the nuance that I'm on T3 only. The tests aren't created to factor in these nuances. So Mm -hmm. they would say, oh my God, what you're doing is crazy. And I would say, no, actually what you're doing is crazy. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's really become this two-tiered medical system. You touched a little bit about the causes. So this was the whole point. I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago called the unthyroid thyroid prescription and why you will never fix your thyroid by trying to fix your thyroid. And if you didn't listen to that, I, I would invite everyone to go back and listen to that. But the whole point was that the thyroid doesn't have any direct inputs to it Everything affects it, right? So, like you mentioned mold, heavy metals, right? Food. Parasites, food it is affected by anything and everything. And so if you don't find the why you're wasting your time, and I see a lot of people just trying to micromanage, like some people are going to hear this conversation and all they're going to hear is, Oh, I'm only on Synthroid. I need T3. And then if you, if that's all you hear, you're missing the point. And if that's all you hear, you heard misheard wrong because T3 should be the last
1: resort choice for anyone. <laughs> T3 only, but yeah, you might hear that now. There's so many causes. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and, can I say what did or didn't cause my thyroid problem? Well, mm-hmm. I was exercising and eating in a way that was youth euthyroid 6 syndrome, which is a little bit like starving oneself, over you know, many, many years ago. I was not on the right paradigm, didn't know about paleo, blah, blah, blah. Could that have been it? Yeah. I later found out I had selenium deficiency. Could that have been it? Yeah. Used to be a cigarette smoker. Could that have F me up? Maybe. I don't know. No one in my family has it. I also grew up in the Midwest though. That's considered the goiter belt because we didn't grow mm-hmm. up near... Soil that was affected by the sea. And so they started to iodize salt back in the day, and it kind of solved that problem. So there are a lot of people in the Midwest from thyroid problems. Is that it? I have no idea, but in searching, I did find some potential causes. I ended up having heavy metals at some point. How long? I don't know. I had to detox from that. Heavy metals, molds, low iron. If you have low iron storage and low iron, and this could happen because you had some babies or some heavy periods or uh, you had surgery or whatever, and you never got the tank full. Well, that can throw off your thyroid because if your body is pumping out the right amount, but it can't get to where it needs to go, which is kind of what ferritin and iron storage is for. And that's why I said at the beginning, that's why sometimes it's a simple fix, like with people where it's just like they need a bottle of iron. So your thyroid could be affected by other things, or again, lack of selenium, which is really responsible for the conversion of T4 to T3. Selenium also upping that helps with iodine. Iodine is also a part of this. But then what happens is people see iodine as a part of it and they google it they go out and get lugol's heavy strength iodine they start taking all this iodine and it's also again like a you can hurt yourself with that you can make things worse <laughs> you shouldn't really take it unless you know you need it and I'm on thyroid hormone replacement and I don't take iodine like super regularly, but I have it around and I do take it occasionally. But I particularly take it when I go swim laps because I'm swimming in a chlorinated pool and chlorine is antagonistic to that. Now, I was a regular swimmer and swimming for probably a couple of years before I got hypothyroidism. Did chlorine exposure give... I mean, again... I don't know which one of these things caused it. But I've done everything along the way to try to fix it and have tried many times to get off thyroid hormone. It didn't work, had to get back on. It's all good, but you know, mm-hmm. I've done all of those sections of like how you would go down the road of seeing if you can manage without it, seeing what's right for you. And yeah, and I ended up having a very serious conversion problem. So
0: you know, it's interesting what you say because I find that a lot of people are so fixated on. I want to know why I have a thyroid problem and what started it. And it reminds me of this story my sister told me. She said one day she came home. She had two little girls at the time. They're much older now. And she said she came up to their room and there was baby powder all over everything, like all over the ceiling fan, the beds, (laughs) the carpet, all the toys, all of them in their hair. And she looked at them and she said, who started this? Because she could tell there had been a baby powder fight, <laughs> and they both pointed the finger at each other. And like, you're just not going to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> right? You're not, and all you have to do is fix it. Now, searching the root causes can help you fix something
1: that whether like, who knows if the heavy metals is the reason, you know. But I'm glad I found it so I can get rid of that shit because that's going to cause other problems. Mm-hmm. So maybe it didn't fix my underlying thyroid problem, but I'm glad I did the investigation. You know what I mean? So, you do have to do some extra investigations. But again, when you do that with a functional medicine doctor, it's usually more expensive. You're going down this process, it's worth every penny. But again, you start somewhere first like, okay, what's the problem? And then it's up to you. How long have you been suffering? Because is it time to go on thyroid hormone now? Or, hey, when did you catch this? Maybe we need to try a few things first. Give it eight weeks, give it 16 weeks. of. Supplements could turn around. Sometimes I, I've talked to people that have had babies, and then after the baby hormones are off and then they become hypo. And sometimes it's just a matter of like getting that diet right, get getting the nutrients, and like they're good to go. No one needs thyroid hormones. You know what I mean? I mean, if I could keep someone off of thyroid hormone, I would not because there's anything dangerous about it, but because why would you have to, you know, if you don't have to go get a prescription right. and like deal with this stuff, then
0: why why would you know why not? Right. Okay. So you have this other quote. I love it. I love quotes. I love words. And you shared from Socrates, the unexamined life is not worth living. And I'd say the unexamined thyroid is not worth having because if you don't examine it and put it under a microscope and you're one of these millions of people, millions of women that have a thyroid problem, it's causing you to keep weight on. You can't lose weight. You have difficulty with your sleep. You're tired. Maybe your hair is falling out, or thicker pores your skin. Constipation. Your brain function is not quite right. Anxiety, depression. I mean, these are the symptoms of low thyroid. You got to examine that. You got to put it up under the microscope. So not only examine your thyroid, but but your life. Yeah, um, let me tell, let me tell you what happens
1: to me if I if I decided to stop taking my thyroid hormones today. Okay. Oh yes, so, do share. <laughs> so a couple of days would go by, maybe a week maybe even two weeks where I'd be like, "Hmm, you know, feel pretty good. And then here's what'll happen. I'll wake up and I'll have puffy face and eyes. That would be my first indication. And I would be really constipated. That comes almost right away, those two things. Then what happens is afternoon exhaustion and brain fog. And this is that general malaise where you almost, and here's what's so crazy is that even when I did this experiment, You have such brain fog that even me as a thyroid expert doing this experiment, let it go on too long because you're in such a general malaise and you're so, and that, that, that finally you go, but hold on a minute. This is not right. <laughs> what? You know? And so that's what will happen to me. And then what also happened to me and my friends were there to attest to it during this experiment, during the pandemic, I also quickly got extremely large, huge, huge, quickly. Okay. We're talking 10, 15 pounds in probably like less than a month. Okay. And one of my friends said to me, they're like, you know, I noticed you, you look thicker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Well, that's a good friend. <laughs> at least they're being honest, right, you know, good I'm not going to be way. offended by it, you know, but, but yeah. So that's what would happen to me. And it's, it's a, it's so if you're having any of these symptoms, now there's 30 or 40 listed in my book. I had about 30 of those 40. Yeah. It could be anything from Candida symptoms like inner itching of the ears, itchy butts, weird earwax thing, heavy legs, dry cracked skin, particularly on your index finger and the side of your index finger, hair falling out at an extreme rate, loss of curliness in the hair, dry cracked skin. And again, it's usually puffy eyes and face, definite exhaustion and constipation is like, and nothing you do about the constipation. like You can try laxatives, you can do colonics, won't work. So that is extremely frustrating. And so It also alerts me on if I need to do a dose change. Like if I lowered my dose to do an experiment and I start to get very constipated
0: or have some of these symptoms, that's an indication to me as well. Right. One of the other things I talked about in that podcast was about the how cortisol problems affect your thyroid. So I'd love if we can give everyone a little hope before we go. You shared this other quote about the key is to keep company only with people who uplift you, whose presence calls forth your best from Epictetus. So let's talk about how, especially with everything that's going on with the lockdowns and the limited social interaction and activity, how do we keep our stress down and keep our cortisol in balance to help our thyroid? Well, first of all, I want to say this about cortisol and thyroid. In order for your adrenal
1: glands to produce cortisol, you need T3. So you need the biologically active hormone. So what happens is, Someone's thyroid's low. The uninformed dummy doctor's not testing it right. Then their adrenals get shot. It's always going to happen when you go for a long period of time untreated with hypothyroidism. Your adrenals will f- will start to fail on you. Why? Because you don't have any energy. So your adrenals are like, ah, we got to get this bitch out of bed and give her cortisol. Like it's trying to do it's, it's trying to do its job for you, but it's not really helpful, and you end up getting a huge tire around your waist. And so you'll be hypo, and you'll have a huge tire around your waist. So what doctors do often is they see this and they go, oh, they've got a thyroid problem, an adrenal problem. Let me treat your adrenals to see if the thyroid comes back. It's very rare where I've seen that happen. The only time that could really be valuable would be if someone is very stressed out, they're up all night long, they're in medical school, you know, something crazy, they're going through a divorce, and they really do need to just look at lifestyle and sleep and things like that. But for the most part, sometimes that one works. So you can have someone trying to treat your adrenals for like eight months, and you're still getting more and more hypo, more and more symptoms, more and more stuff's happening. Sometimes you need it hand in hand. You you have to take T3 to ignite the adrenals. So they go hand in hand. And furthermore, it goes the other way. So if you're stressed, let's say you're a normal person and you have no thyroid problems, but you're stressed out, whatever the stress is—physical stress, any kind of stress—and your adrenals start to get like kind of tanked, you can also get into a reverse T3 situation, which is your body won't convert the thyroid hormones. So if you're in like fight or flight all the time, mm-hmm. the primal perspective of your body is dial this shit back because we don't want to give them any more of this fat burning T3 while they're running from a saber tooth or not getting enough nutrition or right. So mm-hmm. if you're exercising, under eating, or, you know, you're super stressed out, but maybe you are eating right. Those are the signals. Again, those are the signals it's mouth to anus, it's lifestyle, sleep, light exercise, all of those things. And so those are really critical. And again, if someone's training your adrenals for too long and it's beyond a few months, like at some point you gotta be like, okay, we need thyroid hormone probably.
0: Yes, great point. So you gotta support the adrenals as well. I'm wondering if you can just share everyone. We're gonna wrap up in a second. I find that people are very curious how people like you and me keep our stress down, keep our cortisol in balance. How do we do it on a daily basis? Like what are some of your daily routines and things that you do that keep your thyroid tuned up, your cortisol tuned up and keep your health in balance? Don't talk to me unless I have gotten
1: eight hours. Like if I got eight, less than eight hours of sleep, don't talk to me. <laughs> I value sleep above Everything, and I prioritize it. And I find that most people really fucking don't. You ask them, they're tired all the time. Like, when are you get in bed, twelve. When are you waking up, six. There you go. Stop complaining, because you can, you're not changing. So sleep, sleep is key. It's absolutely key <laughs> for everything. I think we all know that. I also have the luxury of living in California, so we have a lot of sun and it's beautiful, and we can be outside almost year round. So I actually I live in the middle of the mountains, spend a lot of time in nature, and I spend a lot of time in silence. I think that's really important. If you live in a big city and that's what I, I did too for many, many years. If you live in a big city and I even do it here, even though if you look out my window, it's gorgeous, but I will go to YouTube. They have great like cozy cabin ambience, fireplace, <laughs> or, you know, porch over the water in Greece or whatever. And it plays <laughs> for like an hour on a loop and it's a nice visual. If you have to bring yourself to nature that way, because that's the only way you get it,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: do that because that also really helps Soothe and feel. Sometimes I will just have it on the background when I'm working. And there's an ocean somewhere, and you know Bora Bora or whatever the thing is. And I have a YouTube list of all of my faves of these types of things. So again, if you don't have the opportunity like I do to be in nature and get grounded that way, then then treat your eyes and your soul to that. Even if you have the sound off. So that's something you can just do while you're walking around and or you're on the computer. So sleep that. Obviously, I believe in taking time to intend, whether that's a guided meditation or whether that's really spending some time in gratitude. I also, I have no shame about doing nothing. I do nothing a lot. And if you have the opportunity, like people feel like they have to fill their free time. I'm good just staring at a wall for an hour. Like Literally, I enjoy my own company. And I think that that's also a huge key to everything. Because if you don't enjoy your own company, you're going to be looking for it elsewhere in stimulation. And then you're never like settling and chilling. One of the biggest examples I saw in one of my friend who was commuting for work and blah, 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 my doctor had actually told him, you know, you need to ground yourself. You need to go like put your feet somewhere in the ground. And he thought that was hilarious. And we were laughing. I was like, Oh, what a hippie dippy. He never said that to me though, or the other patients I know that are my friends. And so it was funny because my friend throughout the pandemic, we had more time, we went hiking, blah, blah, blah. Well, what do you think happened? His migraine started to go away, never felt better in his entire life. And I pointed him out to him a year and a half later, I go, do you see the difference in you just from being in nature? Because for him, ooh, he was missing that. No one gave me that recommendation because I am grounded, because I am in nature. So nature, nature, it's healing. You need to breathe it in. It's also good for your immune system, getting in some dirt, and some trees. But if you can't, turn on YouTube, you know? I think those are the two most important things other than what you and I would suggest in terms of diet mm-hmm. and, and, you know, supplementation. Okay, here's the other thing. I mean, my second book, Confident, as F-U-C-K, how many downers are you hanging out with downers? You hanging out with negative naysayers? You hanging out with people bitching and moaning all the time? You you hanging out with shit magnets? What are you doing? You got Mm -hmm. to assess what you're filtering. Are you going to bed at night and you're watching a Law & Order episode? Did you just watch a rape and a murder before you went to bed? (laughs) What? One of my family members has been suffering for years with sleep. They watch Law & Order reruns every single night in Perry Mesa. And I'm like... So you get to choose what you imprint your subconscious with. Like, for example, I won't, I rarely watch like horror movies or anything like that, but I almost won't watch a psychological drama or a really heavy drama at nighttime. Like mm-hmm. I won't do it. Not because like I'm going to have nightmares, but because it's just like, I, or I have to top it off with some stand-up. So I'll make sure there's enough room there. So <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like I finished the, the movie play and then I'm palette. like, let's get some laughs in here, you know, because I can't go to bed <laughs> with that vibe. So comedy, if you're trying to heal from something, comedy, positive stuff, look up st- success stories of people who have overcome it, you know, whether it's listening to me talk about it or someone else, no matter what your ailment is, you have a choice of what you are deciding to filter into your subconscious and everything matters. So if you're watching Beverly housewives fighting with each other, being catty and shit, you're watching the worst of human behavior. It's seeping in. And even though you might go, well, it doesn't bum me out. I laugh at it. Cause it's like, makes me feel better about my life. It's seeping in. It's seeping in. So I think that that's the biggest thing is people aren't willing to actually go, hold on a minute. I need to go to bed, set the alarm. Oh, it's 1030. You need to start to wind it down. Or mm-hmm. you can take these steps. I had a friend who had to remind themselves at 1030 every night because you cry and you know how it is. You cross that 1030, 11 PM threshold. Nah, I get a cortisol surge. Now you're kind of effed a little bit. So that can be really brutal with sleep. And I mean, gosh, it's- exercise is important too, but I think those things are more like more really important.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Elle. I love that. I would echo everything that you said is a part of my life as well. And you've got something they can use, a tool, the guided meditations and affirmations. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can go download for free Elle's guided meditations and affirmations that will help you calm and chill. Also, do you want to tell them a little bit about that? I Love, I would never be guided by my own guided meditation, but I love other people's guided
1: meditations. And I wanted to offer that for free for everyone. So I made an audiobook. It's got two guided meditations, one for health and healing. So if, no matter what you're struggling with, that's a good one. The second one is for abundance and money. And then there's two affirmation tracks, one's on confidence and one is also on abundance. So the healing guided 20 minute you know meditation track, and it's all professionally produced. And then also, if you go to my Instagram or website, I have other free stuff, especially through Instagram, or you can contact me. But the third sort of book I published was a manifestation journal for confidence, self esteem and the law of attraction and really sort of trying to imprint your subconscious. But I can give I give everyone a free three month interactive PDF version of it. So you don't have to print it out and you can type in and anyone can just go to my Instagram where I'm most active and and access that uh, that freebie as well.
0: Do you want to give them that Instagram handle? Sure, it's. At underscore E L L E R U S S, or you could just type in L Russ and I should show up. Okay, awesome. Find her there. Go download her guided meditations and affirmations. Thank you so much, L, for the work that you do, for your path and your passion, and for sharing it with us today. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. It has been a super fun episode. Hopefully you'll join us next week when Dr. Laura Bryden is here. She'll be talking about Hormone Repair 101, what to do when your hormones are unbalanced. She's super insightful, so you will love that. And until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve.